Have you ever wondered why Hasidim wear their belts on the outside of their clothing? Have you ever seen a Sefer Torah with the belt on the outside and wondered what it means? Welcome to the Transformative Duff. My name is Rabbi Daniel Friedman. Today we are on page 19 of Tractate Subas, and we learn that our mission in this world is constantly to improve ourselves and perfect ourselves. To sponsor a message of the Transformative Duff, please email me transformativeduff at gmail.com. Welcome to the Transformative Duff, and thank you for being my Chavrusa today. I'd like to begin with the story. One of the accoutrements worn by Hasidim is the gartel, a cloth belt worn over one's jacket while engaged in prayer for the purpose of separating the upper and lower parts of the body. The story is told of a certain Litvak, who was the only person in his entire congregation who would don a gartel. Knowing that the fellow had no Hasidic roots, one day the rabbi's curiosity got the better of him, and he decided to inquire about the origins of the man's practice. Let me tell you a story, said the gartel wearer to the rabbi. I used to be a big misnugget. I was very anti-Hasidic. I thought they were strange and I was particularly disturbed by their need to dress so differently. One day I was davening in a shtibel when a Hasid comes and sits down next to me and begins chatting. In the midst of the conversation, as I was wont to do, I jested. Do you know what wearing your gartel on the outside of your jacket signifies? When the gartel is on the outside of the Tarek Hava, it means that it's possible invalid for use. Actually, replied the Chassid, it's outside the Torah cover, serving as a reminder, a constant reminder that what's inside needs repairing. From that day on, concluded the Litvak to the rabbi, I have donned the gartel whenever I pray. Let's look at today's Gemara. If a Torah scroll has not been checked for errors, Rabbi Ami says it is permitted to keep it for up to 30 days. From that time onward, it is prohibited to keep it. As it is stated, let not injustice dwell in your tents. Let's analyze the Gemara. One of the most incredible aspects of our tradition is that we have been flung to the four corners of the world and yet we've maintained the same practices, texts, and liturgies. Other religions have multiple versions of their scriptures, but we have always been so precise in our copying and editing to the extent that it is forbidden to hold on to an unedited copy of scripture. Rabbi Ami doesn't say it's forbidden to keep the unedited text for even a day or two. Sometimes it takes time to get the material up to scratch. Major repairs cannot be done overnight. It's key, however, that we don't simply put it away on the shelf and say, I'll get to it eventually. Rabbi Shlom of Radomsk reads our Gemara as an allegory for every human being's duty to constantly work on himself. We all have imperfections that we're holding on to in our lives. While certain religions believe that man is born evil, Judaism teaches that man is born good but imperfect. Our task on earth is to devote our lifetimes to perfecting ourselves in the world around us. The first mitzvah, bris mila, is emblematic of this mission. A week after a baby is born, we immediately demonstrate an act of repair upon and perfection of the unfinished product with which the Creator has endowed us. The goal of each and every one of us in this world is to strive to constantly improve upon and repair our imperfections, never settling for good enough or religious enough. Hashem doesn't expect you to become a tzaddik gum or perfectly righteous overnight. But he wants to know that you're committed to constant improvement. It's forbidden to shelve the unedited manuscript of your book of life. You put it away on the shelf and you've accepted that the spiritual status quo is the best that you can be. Nobody in this world is perfect. If we were, there'd be no point in coming down here to begin with. Our job in this world is to grow. You can be so much greater, 
so long as you never accept things the way they are and always have been. May you merit a lifetime of constant tikkun and growth, wishing you a transformative day. Thank you for tuning into the Transformative Duff Podcast with Rabbi Daniel Friedman. Whether you've been doing Duff Yomi for years or you're not quite ready to commit but want to be part of the Duff Yomi global movement, there's something in the Transformative Duff for everyone. It's about joining the conversation. It's about talking over the Duff with your family, your friends, your colleagues. It means never being short of a discussion starter or a meaningful Dvar Torah. Every page of the Gemara, every word, every letter contains the secrets of the universe. To achieving a life of simcha and purpose, transform your life today. The Transformative Daf is published by Mosaica Press and available at all good Jewish bookstores and online from mosaicapress.com. Thank you, The Transformative Daf.